0: Let's welcome tonight's guest. He's as tasty as the sandwich he's named after. Creator and host of The Rubin Report, Dave Rubin. He's got a great new book out, Don't Burn This Book. I've read it. If you don't buy it, you're an idiot. She's the only sunny part of Seattle. Fox News contributor and a host of Crimes That Changed America on Fox Nation, Emily Campagno. She knows about stocks and thinks outside the box. Fox Physics Network anchor Dagan McDowell. She's the reigning queen of the quarantine, host of Sincerely Cat on Fox Nation, Cat Tim. As you know, Tyrus is home. He's okay. We hope to have him back with us next week. I'm sure we will. So are you losing your mind trying to pass the time? So you've binged every show, played every board game, and even took a bath in hot mayonnaise. That might just be me. Either way, you're getting bored as we enter week four of what I'm calling... So how's the world coping with being cooped up? This week, the Malaysian government, my favorite government, launched a campaign advising women not to nag their husbands during the lockdown. It also asked women not to be sarcastic when seeking help with chores and to dress up and put on makeup when working from home, which I already do. You're welcome, Lou. But officials soon realized the old fashioned advice offended lots of people. So they killed the campaign and its creator. I'm kidding. They didn't kill him. Speaking of old fashions, alcohol sales in America have spiked 55% tequila, gin, wine, beer, all jumped compared to last year. And online booze sales are up 243%. Good for us, I say. Just remember not to drink and drive like my neighbor's dog, Steve. All right. Kat, um, yes. I think the mistake with the nagging posters that is that they should have equalized the suggestion because when you're in a relationship, everybody... like nagging is your way of kind of like uh, directing your pent-up anxiety through little jabs, right? It's what you do oh. just to pass the time.
2: Oh, Greg, I've been doing some nagging. All right? <laughs> I've been sorry. doing some nagging, and I know that sounds bad. But once I explain a little more, you'll realize it's actually way worse. Um, oh, I have been <laughs> nagging Cam to stop cleaning. Um oh. To stop, I know that's the opposite of normally how this goes, but he compulsively cleans and organizes, and Mm. I'm someone who feels perfectly happy and comfortable just living among her own garbage. I'm fine with that. We got into a fight this morning because he was organizing my bathroom, and he was totally in the way, and I wanted to stand in front of the mirror. I had solid plans to stand in front of the mirror and (laughs) squeeze blackheads out of my nose, (laughs) and I was trying to tell him that you're in the way. He wasn't listening. He kept just asking. Asking me questions like cat is there's so much trash in all your drawers.
0: They completely ignored
2: me, and then it was really hard for me to find one of my lotions.
0: Ah, well, that's a terrible <laughs> ending to a story. I know. You couldn't find your lotions. But I got he in an find argument. The lotion. Yeah. yeah, Dagan, I got in an argument this morning with my wife because she keeps telling me to wash my hands, and I do realize that nagging is actually an interpretation of a caring action. There, it's part of helping behavior but it doesn't feel that way it
1: should feel delicious yes we're getting we're getting back to how our grannies picked husbands why our grandparents (laughs) stayed married for like 60 or 70 years you got two jobs buddy fetch me some food and take care of me when i'm sick that's it but i do love i've seen a lot of like young gals who i'm friends with posting photos like tpt throwback thursday here's when we were (laughs) on vacation in Cabo San lucas (laughs) you know what that guy in the photo with you Hates you right now. He's getting <laughs> yes. new curse words to describe your relationship, and you just don't know it yet.
0: Yeah. Emily, obviously, uh, the Malaysian guy ma- made a huge mistake, and uh, again, he should have equalized it. Um, do you care? Do you care about that, or do you care more about the booze, the heavy drinking that's going on?
3: Well... I, I think the Malaysian government advertising campaign, the best part about it to me was the graphics. Like, they didn't need any words with it whatsoever because, believe me, we got the message. Like, the disheveled, bun-wearing, laundry-juggling, you know, yeah. finger-wagging woman. And then they had the picture of the, like, perfectly quaffed woman with all the makeup brushes and then the sleek professional at a laptop. Like, that was enough. I thought it was hilarious. And, you know, for the alcohol... Don't at me, but I'm actually using this time to reset. You know me, beforehand like I sort of lived on airplanes. My living mm. room was Sean's bar across the street from Fox. Every day mm. I would go there, I'd have a pint, I'd have dinner, I'd watch game day footage, and so I think now I'm I'm sort of relishing just drinking water for the moment, but I'm no. sending huh. wine, cases of wine to all my friends and colleagues for all of them that can't get through this sober. So no, I got you some nice. Small businesses.
0: I haven't received any from you, Emily. But thank you. Where's
3: my wine, Emily? (laughs) Yeah, Dave. On the way. Everyone on the screen is on the way. (laughs) Uh,
0: Dave, I'm pretty sure you have a pretty uh, uh, intimidating bar where you are, and I'm sure that it it must be hard to increase what you're already drinking during this pandemic. But you found a way.
4: I have found a way, and actually, Greg, I poured myself a shot of tequila before Mm. the show. This is a Sophia Petrillo from the Golden Girls shot glass, because I always consider you the Sophia Petrillo of the five. So cheers to you. Nice. Wow. And I didn't know we I've, could do uh, that. I've also got some whiskey here. Uh, I know that uh, you said don't drink and drive. I don't know that there's a policy on are you allowed to be on cable news and drink, but I'm just doing everything I can to stay sane during this troubled I think- time.
0: All rules change in pandemics. If people are wearing no pants on TV, a little sip of booze, I don't think it's a problem. But here's the key. My key to healthy drinking during this is you have to put the drinking in its own sequestered period. Or else you start drinking earlier, like Monday to Friday, 7.15 p.m. to 9.15 p.m. But then on Saturday and Sunday, you just move it down to 3.30 and then stop at 7 but, and you can always tell when I've started drinking by my Twitter.
2: Mm-mm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> so does Fox Management.
4: <laughs> all right, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Listen to the all new Brett Bear podcast, featuring common ground, in depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites, like his All Star panel, and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Joe still tries. As America rolls its eyes, kind of hard to run for president under the circumstances these days, but God love him, Joe's trying. He thinks there are many important things we need to do right now. So important, in fact, that he made a list. We have to do at least several things. One, we have to uh, depend on what the president's going to do right now. And first of all, he has to uh, tell. Uh, Uh, Wait till the cases before anything happens. Look, the whole idea is he's got to get in place things that were shortages of. Okay, so he can't read his handwriting. Surely Joe knows the Chinese province that was the epicenter of the virus is Wuhan, right? Wuhan's been in the news for weeks. It's Wuhan, right, Joe? I, I suggested that we should have people in China at the outset of this event. And when, when it all started in Luhan province, <laughs> Luhan province sounds like what Lindsay called her waterbed. That's a Democratic frontrunner. And this week, Bernie Sanders, remember him, was asked why he was still in the race.
3: People in a
1: democracy have a right to vote and they have a right to vote for the agenda that they think can work for America, especially In this very, very difficult moment, we are assessing our campaign, as a matter of fact, where we want to go forward.
0: Mm, Meanwhile, Democrats move their national convention from mid-July to mid-August 2028. Joking. How do you see this all shaping up?
1: I think that Joe Biden looks too tan, which is weird because you're supposed to be staying inside. (laughs) So I think that these two guys are so desperate for attention. You know, you're on the campaign trail, particularly with Bernie and the crowds are cheering. And then you're just stuck in the house sitting in front of a camera. Just for example, like during the commercial break, I reached in the trash can and pulled out a tissue and dabbed my face because I looked a little sweaty. And in this day and age, you can't look like you have a fever.
0: Yeah, you you can't
1: look. You have to be careful. You can't look too healthy. Yes. But then you can't look sick either. And I think this is a struggle for two late septuagenarians.
0: Yeah, it's true. We're almost kind of morphing into the walking dead. We're always looking over people. Emily, um... Without referring to Joe Biden as the crypt keeper, what are your <laughs> thoughts about his chances?
3: Uh, well, he is doing himself no favors by these public appearances. And we know that he never really is, frankly. Uh, but right now, what he should be doing is quietly raising money for his campaign and consolidating the Democratic factions. That would be helpful. But instead, you know, the reality is this makes him look petty, these attacks on Trump. He honestly has no real insight because this is the first time that we've experienced something like this. Um, and he comes across as his often incorrect and borderline or over-the-line delusional. So for me, he should just back out of the spotlight and I guess, like Dagan said, lay off the tanning cream. <laughs>
0: uh, Dave, it's kind of hard to watch. I, I don't know if it's hard to watch or fun to watch. when, when Even in a controlled environment... Biden is like that kid at the egg and a spoon race at the picnic. And you're just watching, waiting for him to drop the the egg.
4: Yeah, well, I'll do the serious part first and then the jokey part. I mean, the serious part is that the guy does not have the mental acumen anymore to do this. That is just unfortunate. And I honestly think that we're at this point, we're basically over 50 percent that he will not be the Democratic candidate. I mean, I think they're trying to figure out what to do. But, you know, we've all dealt with this kind of thing with a grandparent or an older relative where they start talking and you just don't know where or when it's going to end. And, and it's sad and, and embarrassing at this point. You know, the Bernie thing, it's like when you see these guys now just in their sort of lonely rooms and it, there's yeah. nobody else there but them, it really does have a grumpy old men feeling to it. Like they're just kind of yelling into a camera and, and mm-hmm. praying that somebody's listening. And, you know, this is what the Democrats are left with. Here we are. Hey, so if
0: they delay the election, right, cat to like whatever, whatever, you know, Joe could be like 137. We can't we can't put it off any longer.
2: I don't know, because everyone keeps calling this press conference a disaster. But I think that his team was probably actually thrilled with it because Mm -hmm. it did accomplish what they wanted him to accomplish by doing this. And I know what that is because Joe himself said what it was at the end of the interview. I wrote it down. He said, well, thanks for giving me the time so they won't wonder where I am. Okay, he wasn't there (laughs) to present policies or solutions. They wanted him to do this so he would be seen alive. That was it. That was all they need. I mean, like, it's it's crazy, but that's where we are. And I kind of want that gig. That's a pretty good gig. Like, was she breathing? Yes. The whole time? Yes. She killed it. Awesome.
0: <laughs> what ha- you know what? I mean, do you guys have any sense if the election happens, who's going to win? Or is it, uh, is it all up in the air because of the uh, COVID-19?
2: Up in the air, I think.
0: Up in the air? Yeah.
2: yeah. Yep. yeah. If somebody oh, tells you Trump, they know, Trump's they don't win
0: know. Trump's going to win a freaking they're... landslide. See... Dave says blowout, which I think it could be, but I don't know. I, I, don't, I think it could be a blowout, but I don't know. Dagan, what? You said?
1: I, I, no? If somebody tells you they know, they don't know. There's no way to tell. We, we don't even know what this country's going to look like in a month.
0: That is true. Thanks to Emily. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dagan. Thank you, I was going to tell a story about
2: my dad.
0: No. <laughs> to you guys. I'm Greg Gutfeld, and I love you, America.
4: Kudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Kudlow podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts.